This is The Branding Iron, and I'm your host, Edward Simpson. This episode will be discussing marketing techniques, strategies, tactics, different routes that you can take to engage an audience, to get sales, to generate leads and revenue for your brand over Thanksgiving and the month of November and even the month of December as we go into the further winter holidays. Um, Holidays are about to be happening in full force and as a result of that, you should probably have a marketing plan if you're a business, especially because this year business is going to be a little bit more challenging for a lot of places. Um, now every marketing plan, of course, starts with marketing goals. Um, if you don't have a goal, it's really hard to build a plan because you're not trying to achieve anything. So first step of any plan is figuring out what you want to achieve. Uh, if you're a brand, if you're a business, if you're somebody using the internet to grow your business, there's a few things you should consider. Because uh, different marketing campaigns will lend themselves to different strategies better. Um, so I, w- I would like you to consider a few things. One of those being um, what your goal is. Do you want to drive sales? Do you want to drive revenue? Do you want to get new customers? Or do you want to spread brand awareness? Just generate buzz around your brand. Make your brand seem like uh, more than just a brand, if that makes sense to you. This is where you begin to create identity around your brand. You begin to create a voice, an image. Um, one thing that should pop up in everybody's mind come holiday marketing and holiday ads are Coca-Cola ads. They always have great ads running around the holidays. And I think as we get closer to Christmas and the winter holidays that go on, we'll see some of those ads begin to pick up. I haven't seen too many Coke a cola ads lately but with that said i do have a few that come to mind um you, i don't know if y'all all remember blah. <laughs> i don't know if y'all all remember the share a coke campaign but that was pretty much a campaign that prompted coca-cola consumers to share content of them drinking a coke whenever they bought one and as a result it fueled a campaign on social media of user-generated content And as a result, it made people interact with the Coca-Cola brand. It made them share something. And it really did more for the brand to keep people engaged in purchasing. And those campaigns are great for sparking engagement, but they are great for leveraging an audience of which you already have. And that's why that campaign is so successful. Coca-Cola already has loyal customers. All they have to do is ask them to do something. And chances are some of them will do it. However, There's many other businesses and brands trying to make an impact in the holiday spirit and trying to get sales over Thanksgiving. And for those brands that don't have the acclaim, the fame that Coca-Cola has, they're going to have to kind of consider some different strategies. Um, So say you are a smaller business or one just lacking the acclaim, lacking the size of a a, uh, customer base that Coke has and you really want to generate sales, well, then 
a social campaign doesn't make sense for you like it did for Coca-Cola. You asking your 50 followers to reshare photos of them using whatever your product or services isn't going to create as much of an impact across the internet as Coke's campaign did where they asked their millions of followers to share content. Um, And that's something that brands really should start to consider. I can't think of how many times we have clients come to us at work and they want us to set up their social media and set up their website and set up all these digital properties for them and different digital channels of content marketing. So they'll have a blog, they'll have email marketing, they'll have all these things. And then when it times to when it comes time to go live, they they've completely for some reason forgot they don't have an audience. So they go, all right, well, we got all these things now. Who do we send them to? And we go, well do you have a, a list of any email contacts or anything like that? And they go, no, we have, we have no email contacts. And then we realize, oh, well, you don't have any of the audience to start off and begin generating leads immediately. And they go, well, then <laughs> why did we set up all these things? And the truth of the matter is you do need all those things. You need email marketing. You need social media. You need a website. Um, but if you have all those things, those things are kind of what I would classify as evergreen. So you need them there over your whole time online. You need them there to accumulate followers over time, to accumulate traffic, to generate SEO ranking. And there's so many factors that go into slowly building a presence that gets you seen online over time. But if you don't have an inherent audience and you expect to start an online presence and just immediately be seen, without any sort of sharing or anything from anyone, you're, you're losing your mind and you're playing a losing game because nobody will see it. So say you are one of these smaller businesses that is trying to figure out you know, what our Thanksgiving goals are. What do we want to do? Okay, well, we want to generate revenue and we have a social media and a website and all this stuff, but none of it really gets that much traffic then you posting about your sale or whatever on that social media or emailing the 100 people that are in your email list or whatever isn't going to garner much of an impact. So you need to use strategies that will get you in front of tons of more people than what your inherent network will get you in front of. So what I mean by that is you're going to need to be looking at paid paid advertising strategies. You're going to need to be looking at different channels of paid advertising online. So a few of those channels that you could use are paid advertising on social media. You could also do Google AdWords, um, just different advertising partners across the internet with different websites. And there's, there's just about tons of different ways to really set up an online marketing presence that'll get you in front of those new audiences. And depending on your industry, you might have different options. But for the sake of this podcast and for the sake of a general listenership or a general audience, um, we'll just discuss a few basic ways that I suggest. So um, with businesses that um, typically come to us and they want to start getting sales and maybe they have a product, we'll simply just suggest like or I should say a service. A lot of the businesses we have typically come to us with services rather than products, but or some combination of both. But we'll suggest digital advertising on Google AdWords 
or we will suggest like a social platform that is really effective for their content already. That way we know like, all right, this channel is already somewhat sticky for their content. So if we pay to push the content out in front of more people, there's a good chance that it will gain the interest of people, other people on the network that have yet to see it. Um, so that could look like a digital marketing strategy for LinkedIn. It could look like a paid advertising strategy for, well, I should say paid advertising strategy for LinkedIn. It could look like a paid advertising strategy for YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, any social network. It's really comes down to identifying which one's going to be the most effective for them. We'll also suggest like Google search ads and Google display ads to get them on the actual internet and not just have their ads be limited to social networks. These ads will get make sure that they get on a wide variety of websites and pop up in people's search results when they're looking for specific things. So say, you know, you give car washes and you run an ad on Google AdWords and the ad is for car <laughs> car washes in the Denver area. Then somebody says, car, I want a car wash in Denver because I live in Denver. You'll pop up as one of the results and there's your ad. They get to click on you, they get to schedule a car wash and then there's money in your pocket. The ad worked. But without that ad, you would have never gotten in front of them and you would have never been seen. I know a lot of people write blogs and they write things that are meant to be pop, that are meant to pop up in SEO results when they look up. Like they think, all right, I got a website. I, I write blogs about car washes. I'm just going to stick with this car wash example for a second, but they'll go. I write blogs about car washes. I have a website. It says I'm in Denver. It says where I'm at. It tells every, it gives people all the information they need to come and get a car wash. Why can't they find my website online? Well, how come when I type in my website, it doesn't pop up in the Google search rankings? And those answers are because that typically deals with a website that hasn't done a good job of building a presence online or is a new website. And this comes back to a kind of understanding what your goals are and what you have to work with from the beginning when you're making your digital marketing plan. If you're creating a website and, you're, and you have no audience or network who's immediately going to provide it traffic or give any of those pages uh, any engagement, then it's going to be really hard to build up a search ranking and become number one on search results. Especially, it's, it's going to be hard to do that quickly. You might be able to do it over time as you get more views over time, but if you have no immediate spark of engagement, it's gonna be really hard to rank first for any search term. So if you say publish a website or publishing blogs and you're like, why am I not getting any traffic or engagement on anything I put on my website? It's probably because you don't have an inherent network or an inherent audience that is helping build those pages in the search engines. And it's not gonna be an effective strategy toward making your brand, your business discoverable online. It may, granted, it may work three, five years later when the web pages finally build up enough views to rank for certain topics, but then, I don't know, you're, you're running a business with little revenue for three to five years. I don't think that's any business owner's dream. Um, you want, you know, you want to spark revenue rather immediately. And if you don't have that network to do a lot of the, room marketing uh, legwork for you, you're going to have to pay to have that legwork done by uh, digital, you know, like an advertising platform, paid advertising. Um, so
So I just harped on paid advertising a lot and talked about a few of the different routes that you could take. But the truth is, is some businesses aren't going to be small. Some are going to have big networks right off the bat to work with. So say you are already an established business with an established online presence and a social media following that's a few thousand people, you know, or maybe more. Um, say you do rank on the first page for for specific search terms and your website does get a lot of traffic already. Then the question of paid advertising doesn't really need to become as much of a question. You might not really need it. You might have an audience that'll do most of the legwork leg and advertising and marketing on your behalf already. If you can turn your audience into brand champions for you people that are stellar about your brand and want to go spread the word about it, you can get a lot of marketing done without having to spend any money. And I know that's every business's own, business owner's real dream is having to spend no money but make tons of it. Um, so if you have all these, uh, if you have a network that's inherent and loyal and engaged, I would suggest using those blog strategies, using those social media strategies, and looking at gr growing, you know, your authority online across the internet, growing your authority on social media, growing your engagement, making it look like your brand provides great experiences for people that are involved with it. Because at the end of the day, brands have to provide great experiences. If a brand isn't providing a great experience for its, you know, its its clientele, its customers, it's going to lose out to an, a different brand that will. Um, so a few of those strategies you can use on social media. Let's get to those. Um, we, we briefly went over the share a Coke strategy that Coca-Cola used. Um, and that's kind of similar to the strategies that you could use. You could look to create engagement with your brand and just stoke that around the holiday season. So through that engagement, maybe you create a post that goes viral and then that viral post gains more followers and more audience from the internet. Um, maybe you just want to alert your followers and your audience to deals that you have going on. You know that they'll buy it if you tell them you have a sale. You know that they'll, you know, um, make a purchase if you tell them that there's a special offer and you don't need to pay marketing to go and find those people that will buy your product or service. You already got them there. So you just advertise it, you post it on your social media, and then bada bing, bada boom. The next day they come into your uh, business, your place of work, and you got a sale, you got revenue. I mean, it, it, if you have your own network already, marketing and advertising becomes a lot easier because then you already got people that are engaged with you willing to you know, listen to your offers, listen to your ads. You don't have to so persuade them, so to speak, that you're a business worth dealing with like many small businesses do in the initial stages. If you already got the credibility, the authority, it's gonna be a lot easier to sway potential customers to become new customers as well. Um, now, we obviously, you can obviously use a social media engagement campaign where you stoke engagement on one of your posts or you get your followers to create user-generated content or you just look to stoke engagement in some format or spread news in some way. Um, but then you can also look to just build up engagement on your blog. I know blogs or SEO is typically something that's very like a long-term strategy takes time for blogs to build up in search rankings but if you're able to have your your uh 
man, I'm going to butcher this common phrase, I guess your thumb on the pulse of what's happening. Um, and you can quickly dominate on trending search topics. You could become, uh, you know, lead the search rankings for something rather quickly if something's trending. So Thanksgiving 2020, for example, would be something that people would have started writing about trying to dominate the search terms for that probably in October or September. And if brands, you know, food brands, maybe your stuffing brand or something, if you wanted to make sales, maybe you wrote a blog back then to your to your um, customers to, you know, help it grow in the ranking. And now when people look up delicious Thanksgiving recipes this month, your stuffing brand comes up and they go, oh, this is a stuffing recipe and this is a brand I can buy at the store next time I'm in. And then boom, you're on the first page of, search, of Google searches and then they go to the grocery store and they buy your stuffing. Like there's tons of different ways to leverage the marketing channels you have, but it comes from, but the best strategies will come from an understanding of your network and, you know, what what the most effective route for you to market is. Like I said, some for some businesses and brands, the most effective route is going to have to be paid advertising because they don't have inherent networks to leverage to reach new audiences online. For brands that do have massive networks already, paid advertising doesn't really need to be as much of a conversation for them. I mean, it definitely will make sense. It definitely will help get them in front of new audiences and new, you know, new customers. But if they want to spare a marketing budget in the midst of a pandemic and just use leverage their immediate network to find new followers and new clientele, they can do that as well because they'll be able to stoke engagement on their content online when it comes to blogs and social media. They'll be able to create posts that are more likely to spread and go viral and reach new audiences. So those are just a few of the things that I've been thinking about for Thanksgiving. You know, what channels are the best for marketers to use in this time to to generate revenue for themselves, to make sure that they have a successful business I mean, it's going to be challenging. I'm not going to tiptoe around and try to dress up the holiday season with flowers. This is a challenging time of the year, and it's going to be even more challenging for for businesses uh, hurting from the pandemic, hurting from less business year-round already. So it's going to take a little bit of a little smarts, a little innovation a little creativity for some businesses, but that doesn't mean that it can't be done. Um, now, we obviously just discussed the channels that you could use, but there's other things that you're gonna have to consider along those channels, and that's gonna be the content that you put on those channels, um, the message that you're pushing across, um, and overall, <laughs> just how sticky, uh, I would say, what just how sticking your overall messaging is like once you once you identify the appropriate channel for your business to use now you got to figure out what you're going to say and is what you're get is what you want to say going to be heard do people want to hear that is it is it a message that's going to prompt them to take action in any form these are questions that you're going to have to ask yourself if you're <laughs> take it back to the stuffing brand if you're a stuffing brand and you're asking yourself, well, what do I want to say during this holiday season of Thanksgiving? All these families are about to come together, celebrate tradition, love, um, gratitude, yada, yada, yada. 
what do I want to say? Well, if you're that stuffing brand, you probably want to say, buy my stuffing. We got the best stuffing. It'll, you know, bring you and your loved ones together over the Thanksgiving dinner that you're all bound to share. <laughs> um, now, say you're not stuffing. Say you are simply just the grocery store marketing. Then it could make sense to, you know, push the specific deals out that people would be interested in. Hey, we got a sale on butterball turkeys. Well, then then you got your content right there. You got your message right there that people are definitely going to take action on the turkey sale in the midst of Thanksgiving. If you're something on the complete opposite end of what people will most likely take action on, like um, say, I guess you're a florist or I'm trying to think of something that people don't need during this time of the year. Give me a second. Give me a second. I guess, I guess get, say you're a crap. I can't think of anything. I'm, I'm really losing steam here. Uh, I'm going to pause real quick, think of it an example, and then come back. Then on the other hand, say you're like a clothing retailer. Say that you recently released a new fall line, but it's the week of Thanksgiving and you know nobody's going to really be focused on shopping the new line of clothes that you have when they're prepping for Thanksgiving meals. Well, then you know it might not be best to push the sale, especially if you don't have one when Black Friday and Cyber Monday are coming up. Say if you have no sale and you just got released your new fall line, then what do you do? Then you just you push messages that show the fall line, but don't talk about a sale or a promotion because if you try to <laughs> dress up whatever you're selling as a promotion, People are going to sniff it out and probably ignore it considering the fact that Black Friday and Cyber Monday are right after the corner following Thanksgiving. Like, if you don't got a blowout sale or something, I, I can't imagine it doing much good to really market it because people are just going to look at you and say, eh, I'll just go somewhere with better deals. Um, granted, back to the clothing retailer example, if you're not making a sale but you did release a fall line, then it would make sense to just you know, push messaging out that shows the lines, shows the clothes, creates uh, intrigue and interest around the clothes without necessarily talking about the price tag behind them. Uh, there's all types of tweaking you would have to do to specific messaging and content depending on whatever your goals are and whatever you're pushing. But those are the type of considerations that I want people to kind of work their brain into thinking about. Like what could potentially hurt their messaging, what's going to make the audience they're speaking to engaged, what's going to prompt them to take action, what is going to to really speak to them in this time of the year. A few themes that always come to mind when I think of things that speak to people in this time of the year are tradition, family, love, um, cherished time together. Like it's all very, it's a very sentimental time. There's not a lot of like materialism going on. Well, that's not completely true. There is a lot of materialistic stuff going on with sales and, you know, all the different Black Friday stuff going on. But there's also a lot of focus around emotional, um, things too. And I really want to hammer this point into people's minds about what effective messaging is. And I have a favorite example that I like to tell clients when we're usually 
first beginning to work with them, depending on who the client is. Like we have some clients that just, you know, they want us to set up their social medias and they don't already have an audience. So we're pretty much setting up a social media from scratch. We got to create the profile picture. We got to create a series of, you know, in initial posts to begin the account. And then we got to make sure that we're creating posts to keep the messaging going. And something I like to tell clients is like, all right, we're going to create an account for your business. We're going to describe what it is. Like all these posts are going to be about, you know, your business and who you are, what you stand for. Um, if you'll have any sales or deals going on right now, but you got to understand if, if, if your business is uh, very niche and you're putting out posts on social media on a niche subject, you cannot expect them to just blow up. Like, you can't expect tons of people to really just like all of a sudden just like gain interest in your business because you've started posting about it and you're a new business. It's not enough. Um, so that typically comes into where you have to create entertaining content that attracts new audiences and keep people engaged, especially if you're a niche business. So I'll actually take it back to this car wash example. I think that makes things a little bit more tangible to use a legitimate business model. Um, in this car wash example, say they just started off their social media and now they're just posting and they're just showing like clean cars that they've that they've cleaned at so cars at the end of service you know they're shining they're sparkly they look good but those posts ain't getting much likes they're not doing much to reach new audiences you're looking at the analytics on them they don't have much impressions they don't have much engagement and you're wondering why man like this is a really good post like you see this corolla this thing's sparkling like a diamond why isn't it blowing up online well the fact of the matter is people just don't care about a clean corolla <laughs> like it's great that you put up an example of a, of a car you clean it shows effective work it shows that you're not a, you're a good business but at the end of the day a clean corolla is just not going to go viral because people don't care about clean corollas so now you're, you're stuck with, well, crap, people aren't going to care about the results we put out. Well, they, they're going to care about them in regards to the specific moment. They're looking for car wash services, but nobody's following anyone on Instagram or making content viral like that. So then you got to think, all right, uh, how do I how do I get content to go viral? Well, maybe you come up with one of those cheesy yet hilarious car wash commercials that tons of car washes do online but you just post it on your social media and then because you created a really funny video it blows up and you gain traffic from it and traffic to your business on a side related note because the content was entertaining rather than them seeing a clean Corolla and deciding to come in this is the type of thing I mean whereas like if you're a new business and you're starting off and you don't are not a new business at this point in the example, but just any business and you don't have a good example or sticky content, it's going to be really hard for you to get people to engage with it. And like back to social media, if you're at that new social profile and you're just putting out content, like it's going to, it's going to be really hard to expect the content to go viral unless it's really engaging and there's only a few things that really go viral on online and social media and this is like kind of 
to my point is what, what I always tell clients is like, if you're not a hot girl or like a sports car, or like a dude with a thousand guns, just like exploding a mountain off in the distance, like there's a, a, a small chance you're going viral online. And if you'd want to just like post messaging that's, you know, close to home and, and just communicates what your business is, then that's not going to be the most effective route. And that's where you're going to have to come up with um, more entertaining, effective messaging that you're putting out on these channels. So back to the car wash example, you stop posting the clean Corollas and you start, you know, you, you hire a funny social media coordinator and you put together weekly comedy sketches that, you know, actually perform well and then they begin to grow your business through viral posts that way so a lot of uh, these marketing strategies and paid advertising strategies once you decide the right channel the right method of uh, reaching out to your audience throughout this holiday season then you gotta figure out what your messaging is and if you don't have attractive messaging then it's gonna be hard for any of the channels to work and garner new audiences or work as effectively as they could have because Maybe, maybe you do pay for advertising and you put out a message that's half-baked and all right and it just communicates a, an okay deal. Maybe you get 10 new customers from it and that's great, but maybe you could have gotten 30 or 50 if, if you would have just made it a little better, a little more attractive, a little more engaging and uh, put a little bit more thought behind it. So these are kind of the thoughts that I would like people to consider as they go into marketing for Thanksgiving, advertising for Thanksgiving, as they go into marketing and advertising for the holiday season beyond that, and uh, as they really set up any digital marketing strategy for their business. Um, I know we bounced around a lot. There's, In my defense, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to Thanksgiving marketing and marketing around the holiday season. Um, but... Thank you for your time. Thanks for listening to The Branding Iron. If you like this podcast, subscribe, click like, leave us a review, um, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your kids, tell anybody in your extended network about it. Um, we're always here discussing marketing techniques, tips, tricks, and anything else when it's in the space of branding, marketing, advertising, and the world of getting the word out on your business and creating recognizable business and all that that stuff entails. 